Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Friday, July 17th, 2020 and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are on page Roman numeral X. 19, which is XIX. We're reading just the first paragraph and sharing on that, and that begins with, as we discovered. The reference numbers for yesterday, which was Thursday, July 16th, are these. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 14,993, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 14,994. The uh, team for today is the 12 Steps we read by Loretta H., the 12 Traditions, Lauren N., and the readers of the text are Liz V. and Barbara E., and the newcomer greeter at the end of this hour will be Dory P., and Jen A. will be the moderator for the second hour. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who do shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And And now I will ask Loretta H. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Loretta. Thank you, Penny, and thank you, everybody who does service on this very healthy meeting. This is Loretta H., recovered from North Carolina. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have him remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass, and thank you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, Loretta H. And now, if Lauren N., would you please read the 12 traditions? Good morning, everyone. This is Lauren N., uh, 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the over only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money property and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need Always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Lauren. And okay, so um, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. 
There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1, which will unmute you. Then once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page Roman numeral 19, which is XIX, and the paragraph which begins with, as we discovered. We read one paragraph only today and we'll share on that. And so I am going to ask Liz V., to read that paragraph for us. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Penny. It's Liz V. Gratefully Recovered in North Carolina. As we discovered the principles by which the individual alcoholic could live, so we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively. It was thought that no alcoholic man or woman could be excluded from our society that our leaders might serve but never govern, that each group was to be autonomous and there was to be no professional class of therapy. There were to be no fees or dues. Our expenses were to be met by our own voluntary contributions. There was to be the least possible organization, even in our service centers. Our public relations were to be based upon attraction rather than promotion. It was decided that all members ought to be anonymous at the level of press, radio, TV, and films, and in no circumstances should we give endorsements, make alliances, or enter public controversies. I, well, obviously, this is the crux of our program, the traditions of our program, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, As I was reading it over earlier, I made the connection that the humility that's found in the steps carries over almost double here. Um, I don't know of any organization that really wants to remain so pure where power and leadership aren't the goals. Um, And I've experienced firsthand so gratefully. I've traveled to meetings across this country and at any OA meeting I've ever been to, I've been welcomed, and I've known exactly where we were in the structure. I knew what they were doing, and I was a part of it. I've been in meetings on my first time there and been allowed to sit in a business meeting and hear what was going on or participate in a group conscience. Um, It's the most fantastic thing that the structure or these traditions are what has kept us alive. Yeah, I do believe it's kept us alive. and even when we moved to Zoom during the um, COVID-19 or the pandemic situation, the traditions remained. Even on the meetings, I could join any meeting across the country, across the world even, um, and still people were abiding by these traditions. Um, I think that's mostly what I have to say is just my gratitude has always been there. From the very first time I heard the traditions read, I was struck by, like I mentioned, the humility there 
that it's really about the organization thriving and surviving and not about the people who are in those positions for those moments. Um, so I'm excited to hear what you all have to share. I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Liz V. Okay, before I take some uh, names for those from those who would like to share, let me just remind um, everyone that we're asking that you limit the frequency of your sharing to every third day. So if you shared on Wednesday or Thursday on any of the meetings, um, please uh, allow uh, somebody else to be able to share the today. We value everybody, of course, but um, it's, it's good to give some time for, for new people. All right. And so with that, um, who would like to share on this paragraph? Tom A. Tom. Sam S. Sam S. from Rhode Island. Thank you. Yep. Melissa C. Melissa. Okay, Melissa C. from New York. Jen A. Jen A. Colorado. Lauren, Lauren N. Lauren N. Meg D. Okay, hold on now. Who was the last person? Meg? Meg D. Meg D. Okay, I'm going to stop there for the first round. And here's who we have. Tom A., CMS, Melissa C., Jen A., Lauren N., and Meg D. What a nice lineup. Okay, Tom, you're first. Tom A. Thank you. Thanks for all the service for this great meeting. Uh, I'm relatively new to this meeting, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it each day. Uh, this paragraph uh, is really what's allowed uh, AA to survive for 85 years and OA for 60 years. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Uh, it, it just uh, is stunning. I, I've just, uh, this whole last week or so, I've gotten extraordinarily just extreme gratitude listening to the enthusiasm for the gift we've been given these 12 steps. And I appreciate the reading and the focus on this history and, and, and these principles, uh, you know, are not the principles that work and that are used in most organizations. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. It, it's just amazing. And, uh, being someone who uh, always wants more, that's my disease of always more. The only uh, struggle I have with these principles is the one about singleness of purpose. And uh, it's interesting that uh, we're using an AA book to grow as Overeaters Anonymous, as members of Overeaters Anonymous. We have our own literature. Uh, we have a lot of other resources uh, in uh, other 12-step groups, they talk in, in a, one other one. They talk about cooperating with one another. And uh, when I work on carrying the message uh, in my local uh, community, and I ask people how they found OA, many of them find OA because they were in other 12-step programs. And so I, I think that they're uh, the traditions of anonymity and, and singleness of purpose and how we 
make sure that everyone, uh, that the hand of OA is there for others. Uh, you know, just need we, we need to keep uh, taking that to our higher power and asking how do we apply these traditions today? Because uh, there's a, a lot of people suffering. We can't uh, force someone to come. All we can do is make sure that the program is here. Everyone has to hit their own bottom. I'm grateful that though that for people who do hit bottom, that uh, that we're here and we have these traditions to guide us on uh, these 12 steps, and that the people before us uh, had so much wisdom to uh, take money and prestige and and uh, power out of the equation, so that this really is an equitable organization. Everybody's equal. We're all one among many. That's the humility we learn here. So I'm really grateful to be a part of uh, OA and to be a part of uh, the 12-step movement that that encourages this way of life. Thanks. Thank you, Tom A. And now we have CMS. Thank you, Penny. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everybody. This is Sam S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Bristol, Rhode Island. I heard someone say once that the steps prevent us from committing suicide, the traditions prevent us from committing homicide, and the concepts commit us from preventing genocide. And that was intense. And it always stuck with me. And, um, you know, I used to be someone that any time I went into a meeting and we talked about traditions, I uh, couldn't wait to bail out of there, right? I just want to be in the steps. But the traditions have so much um, depth and weight to them. And I've been very fortunate that um, a sister in recovery and I have actually been studying these together. We go through two paragraphs a day in the AA 12 and 12. And to be able to see higher power work through these traditions and putting that first is just mind-blowing because I, ne I never read it, never really came alive until doing this study here. And, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not back in the early days where if you read about our, you know, founding fathers and, and first members, how they really had to put power and programs first ahead of their own, you know, ahead of their own gain. Um, and I'm inspired by it. And, um, and I love that the traditions help me in my own relationship, you know, especially my relationship with my, my, um, my partner. Um, man, I, I just, I can always look in the traditions and see how I can improve in my relationship. And I'm so glad that they're there because all these other groups that we hear about, they didn't have the traditions and, and they went sideways. And here I have these beautiful structures and parameters that I can practice first in a meeting and then afterward. It tends to bloom afterward outside in my real life because I'm, um, I'm a lot nicer, you know, in the OA land than when I get in real life sometimes. It doesn't always look very pretty, but, um, you know, it's blooming. It's a process. It just keeps rendering. I'm just so glad that it's here, and I'm so glad to be able to see power through these traditions to know that if I just follow his, you know, his will for me, it's going to turn out exactly as it's supposed to be like it did for our, you know, founding fathers. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, CMS. And next we have Melissa C., and she'll be followed by Jen A. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York, and um, yeah, you know, I I need 
the principles, um, you know, of the steps that I can live with me, um, that I can survive and function effectively. And um, and then I need the principles of the traditions that I can live um, peacefully and survive and function effectively um, as a fellowship, right, within Overeaters Anonymous. And, um, you know, and we have a mission, right? And I, I when... I think like my entire life now when we turn our will and our life over to the care of God, we sort of say that we're no longer in this just for ourselves, that we're um we're really in the you know, in the world to play the role he assigns and um and ultimately the role he assigns is not for me, it's for the world, it's for the greater good. And so, um I have to get out of my own ego, my own way and think about my actions and how they impact other people. And, you know, I just I love the part that we're told that no alcoholic um, can be excluded, that the only requirement is that you identify yourself as someone who might have a food problem. Like, you don't even have to be 100% certain. You don't have to completely diagnose yourself as a compulsive overeater to have a seat at a you know, a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, um, only that you have a desire to stop eating compulsively. And, you know, I um, I think many of us, but I can speak for myself, I always felt like somewhat awkward, you know, like I would be in a group of people who I knew loved me and supported me and wanted what's best for me, but I always felt separate and different and like I didn't fit. And... um these rooms gave me a spot that it's like, no, 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 this is your place. This is where you belong, regardless of where I was in my recovery journey. And um, and that's just really powerful because um, lots of us don't come in here um, really good members of anything. We step on the toes of each other. We say things. We do things. We, we react. We fire off stupid texts or we respond to things and regardless I still have a spot here I still have a place here and um and it's ultimately so that I can get well and I can help others that's why we each have a place here not just so that we can get well look well and leave but so that we can get well and help others and um thanks with that I'll pass Thank you, Melissa C. And Jen A., and she'll be followed by Lauren N. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Penny. Thank you for your service today. My name is Jen A., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, um, anorexic and bulimic from Colorado. And um, I discovered the principles, um, and they were on the walls in the AA meetings um, that I attended um, after I I had my last um, hurrah with food. Um, and when I was desperate, I looked at those um, traditions on the wall, and I saw them as rules. <laughs> and you all repeated them every single time in every single meeting. Um, and I thought, okay, well, you know, why do we have these? And they're in this, you know, book with uh, the 12 steps and the 12 traditions, the 12 and 12. And so, you know, I wanted to learn more about it. And so I asked um, a fellow um, that I knew had been in program, and uh, you know he had a lot of he had a lot of knowledge, and I thought, well, 
these are the things I need to have knowledge on. So we got up at like 4.15 every morning, Colorado time, and uh, we, you know, I studied the traditions. And as I studied them, you know what I began to see? I began to see that those traditions not only um, were for Overeaters Anonymous and for Alcoholics Anonymous, but those were the traditions that I needed to practice in my home, in all, in my, at work, um, in all my affairs. Um, and then a girlfriend said to me one day, she goes, you know, Jen A., if you're only doing the steps, you're only working half the program. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm excited. There's a traditions workshop coming up. And um, I've, I've uh, dove, dove in a couple times and done it. But it's amazing how when you start to look and study at these things, how you begin to see how it filters in, in, into your entire life. So today, I don't really look at those um, traditions on the walls if I was in a face-to-face meeting or as I listen to them on the line as, rule, as rules. I see um, them as how I'm going to conduct myself, my code of conduct in my life and how I get to go forward and practice these principles in all my, all my affairs as a recovered woman today. Um, and I'm telling you, they're great. And I'm reminded, they, you know, there's the little things that squeak in when you're having a meeting at work and, you know, you're thinking, um, you know, I, I, I don't know it all. I don't have it all. Um, others' voices need to be heard because um, I can, you know, it, it's just it's so good for me. So I thank God that um, they really looked at that and they put those traditions in place um, because it's helping a girl like me on a day-to-day basis with my conduct um, and in conjunction with these 12 steps. And with that, I'll pass this morning. Thanks, Penny. Thank you, Jen A. And next we have Lauren N. And after Lauren will be May. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everyone. Lauren N., compulsive overeater sugar addict from New York, currently sitting on the beach in Long Beach Island, New Jersey, absolutely enjoying every minute of this meeting. How incredible reading the traditions and then learning about the traditions while I've, after I've read them. I'm so grateful to be here and to remember that the traditions is what keeps me alive because if I practice the traditions, I stay out of other people's business. I can't do things for them. I can only do for myself and I have to be of singleness of purpose. So I have to stay in my lane and that really keeps me healthy and safe and alive every day. Um, I'm grateful for having read them and I'm grateful for being able to share on about them. The traditions really make it so important for me that I can um, just humbly believe that God will show himself in any way that I don't need to insist my way is the right way. Nobody else does. Our common welfare has to, has to come first. And that is so important. Um, and the primary purpose, how incredible. Um, and that we have to be, that we have to be fully self-supporting. I have learned that recently in my life, the past 
four years of recovery, I have learned, I mean, I'm in my 60s, and I'm just now being fully self-supporting. And it's only because of these traditions and this program that I have learned how to do this stuff. And I thank you all for being here and teaching me every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren N. And Meg D., it's your turn now. Good morning. This is Meg D. from beautiful, although somewhat rainy, Rhode Island. Um, Thank you, Penny, for hearing my voice this morning. I, when I first came in, really almost wanted to skip the meetings on traditions. Get me right to the steps. I want to get well. I want to get well. I don't want to hear this. But then, as usual, there's that little kernel of truth in there. And it says here, by which an individual could live. Wow, I was having trouble living. Maybe I should listen, maybe perhaps a tiny, tiny bit more. And then it says, serve and function effectively. Wow, I want my groove to function effectively. Also, are to survive. I want it to survive. In a tradition, transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation. We're going to survive from generation to generation. We do want to transmit our customs and our beliefs. I like it that it's a concept of a belief that, hey, this works. This is something I really should be listening to. The idea of leaders who serve and don't govern, to me, it makes the group maybe more comfortable. I'm not going to be lorded over, but also for me. Gee, a leader is someone who serves. Hmm, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could be part of this organization if my ideal was to serve and not to know it all and tell everyone what they're supposed to do. I love the idea that they want to have, we want to have the least possible organization That means we're flexible. It's not cast in stone. If something comes upon us, like perhaps a pandemic, we have the flexibility because we have the least possible organization that we can take a group conscience and do what our higher power encourages us to do in that particular circumstance. And it's been quite kind of lovely in that the groups are all finding their own way. This one's all online. That one's using Zoom. This one's kind of a hybrid. I I love that because it we are more likely to survive because we are more effective when we can do that. So uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Meg D. All right. So we're going to now. Um, as soon as I tell you where we are, just to repeat for those who may have missed it, we are on Roman numeral page 19, which is X, and we are reading from we are discussing paragraph as we discovered. Lauren, I think we have the um, unmute. I hear the beach. Okay. So everybody who would like to share on the second round, please um yourself. 
Hold on just a minute. Um, John K., was it? It was Chuck K., I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Chuck K., and he'll correct me if that's not right. Okay, who else? Ellen M. Ellen. Okay. Marcella M. Marcella M. Ginger P. And who's C? Ginger. Ginger. Oh, Ginger C. Hi, Ginger. Okay. I have Chuck K, Ellen M, Marcella M, and Ginger C. Anyone else? Let's go with those four for now. Okay, go ahead, Chuck K. It's your turn. Good morning. This is Chuck. I'm a compulsive overeater from Georgia. And I'm so thankful that I have a moment to share with everyone. And, yeah, I think that the traditions are very important. And I have to remember that the people who wrote written these books uh, were inspired to do this. When, when we look at, at, at all of the wonderful advice that we received through the working of the steps and then the traditions that we can, that we can uh, use as a guide to work with others, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And uh, one of the things that a previous sponsor did with me that I found invaluable was they took me through the OA 12 and 12 in the tradition section. And at the end of each chapter, 1 through 12, there's a set of questions. And those questions have been very helpful in many of the groups that I've been to get back on track if there was any turmoil or if there was, you know, we just needed a refresher on what we're there for. And then also that sponsor took me through the traditions from a personal level. And I was so proud when I heard a minute ago when someone said about just becoming self-sufficient, because I'm 48 years old, or I was 44 at the time, and I wasn't self-sufficient, and it was causing problems. And so I was able to apply these traditions to my life in a personal way and my life benefited from it, and the people around me benefited from it. So not only did I get a wonderful miracle in my life from working the steps, a spiritual awakening, and a power that will solve all of my problems, and I, I don't want to say I've become a better person, but my actions and the way I've lived my life have become better. And as a result, people in my life respond in a positive way. That's the miracle of program for me. Yes, I've lost weight. Yes, that's why I came to program. But the benefits I've received from program far outweigh any weight that I've lost. You know, having the relationships that are positive in my life. And I wouldn't have any of that were it not for the traditions and it were not for the steps. So I have to remember to take the steps literally, uh, using the big book as a guide. And then I think I should also do that with, with the traditions, knowing that these people were here to set a guide for us to, to work together better. So with that, I'm thankful for program, and I'm, I'm proud that I have this opportunity to share, and I'll pass. And thank you very much, Chuck, for sharing. And next we have Ellen M., and she's going to be followed by Marcella M. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning, everybody. 
Thank you for calling on me. I'm calling in from Maryland, just north of D.C. Gorgeous morning here. And I'm relatively new to OA and have really struggled with the idea of is it a cult, Um, just being honest. And hearing this reading from the introduction in the big book helped me realize that we're not to have a leader, we're not to be about power. And that is sort of the definition of a cult, is those things. And so it was very freeing for me to hear this because I've been really struggling with, is this what I want to jump into? And that unlocks one of the barriers that's been kicking around my head. And so I really am grateful to have been here and heard that small portion of the reading this morning. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Ellen M. Good morning, Marcella M. Thank you. My name is Marcella M., recovered compulsive overeater. I was born in Mexico, but I've lived in Boston, from which I'm called, where I'm calling for the last 23 years, and this is where I found my abstinence and my recovery. Um, discover the principles that will keep us together and functional. Um, to my Mexican mind, it sounds like a love song. I have the experience of um, doing a vision for you in Spanish. And we are 17 Spanish-speaking countries all over the world. And it marvels me that we have found a way to be self-sufficient because the financial powers of most Spanish-speaking groups are not the same as the financial capacity of English-speaking countries. And yet we have found a way to be self-sufficient and spread the message successfully. Um, This morning we were um, 1,300 people, a little over that. And um, I've seen many people recover in Spanish, following the steps of a vision for you. Every morning we call in, we listen carefully and attentively what um, paragraph we're reading, and then we post it. And um, also um, other um, countries have followed us. Um, uh, Brazil, so there's a vision for you in Portuguese, and Italy, a vision for you in Italian. So... We, it is working, it is working and the traditions um, give us the principles for, in which we can coexist. I live in, lately I've been confronted with my own recovery and my own 12 step because I was born in Mexico and I live in a predominantly black neighborhood in Boston, in the inner city. And yet, you know, I can count with one hand the the people of color that I have befriended in a vision for you. And that gives me a new perspective of um, how the subtle ways in which maybe I have contributed in keeping people of color away or not being inclusive enough as to attracting them in into our midst. And um, that gives me hope for the future. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Marcella M. Ginger C., calling on you. Good morning, Penny C. Thank you so much for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And I'm awake this morning and so happy to be with you all. I miss you. Um, so thank you, everyone, for being on the line. And as we discovered the principles, these 12 steps by which the individual alcoholic could live, 
So we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively. And, um, you know, I've heard the 12 steps are how it works and the 12 uh, traditions are why it works. And Bill wrote in an article, our traditions are a guide to better ways of working and living, co-founder Bill W. said. And they are to a group survival, what AA's 12 steps are to each member's sobriety and peace of mind. Most individuals cannot recover unless there is a group. And the group must survive or the individual will not. And it just brought chills to me reading that because had I not found this meeting, would I sit on this bench? I'm out in this beautiful park. I'm at a lake. I'm watching these two pelicans and cracking up because we're in Colorado. I'm like, where do pelicans come from? And watching the sunrise and looking at the crescent moon, listening to the birds. Venus is close by. And I'm awake and I'm alive and I'm alert to it all because I'm not eating and killing myself in the food. And would I share this message this morning had I not found a vision for you? Probably not. I was going to the rooms of OA for the past 20 years. And all I knew was this recycle, relapse, this revolving door that wouldn't stop. So thank God, not only do we follow this work precisely exactly to get out of the food nightmare and to tap into this source that's down deep within me, this power that I lack, this power that prevents me from picking up, but we have these traditions that we have to follow in these meetings so they stay strong, they stay alive, and they're here for the next person. There's so many people dying today in food, so many. And so we have to pay attention. How's our meetings going? What's going on? I saw an AA meeting where it was just dominated and there wasn't rotation of service and things weren't working very well for it. And it was the strongest AA meeting in Boulder County. Everybody went, and it was when I first got sober in 1991. And today, there's maybe 10, 15 in the room. It blows my mind. It blows my mind, a room so packed with such a message, and now there's barely anyone coming. But the same people are still there. So, so important to adhere to this completely because, again, we want it to be alive. We not only want it to be alive and here, but strong and with a clear message. So, so grateful. And if anyone is wanting to dive in deeper to the 12 traditions, I do believe that if we're only in the steps, we're only doing half the program. There is an amazing person who's going to do a Zoom weekend and knows it well. So give me a text and I will give you the info. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you, Ginger C. Okay, we have time for at least four more people. Who else would like to get in the queue? Anyone else like to share? Nancy R. Nancy R. Sheila S. I didn't hear that last name. Sheila S. Eileen B. Hold on a minute. One more time for the second person. Sheila S. Sheila F as in Frank. S as in Sam. Sheila S. Okay. I have Nancy and Sheila. 
Anyone else? Eileen D. Eileen D. B. Eileen D. Hello, I like to share. Richard S. Okay, and Richard, is it S as in Sam, Richard? Yeah. Okay. All right, I have Nancy R., Sheila S., somebody whose last initial is B, and she'll tell me, and then Richard S. Nancy R., go ahead, please. Okay, good morning, and thank you for your service. My name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful, recovered, uh, compulsive overeater. I have really enjoyed everyone's share uh, this morning, and uh, I was thinking in terms of how uh, I've tried to apply the traditions to my life. Uh, it says we could not, AA could not uh, survive or function effectively, and neither could I uh, without a set of principles to live by. Uh, I like the fact that no one can be excluded uh, from our um, society um, you know, because of my ethnicity or because I was overweight. Uh, um, nobody can be excluded. And uh, it, it, it reminds me uh, of any organization that I'm in not to be judgmental of people because they're different. Or, or because of my preconceived notions about them. Um, I really like the part I want to focus in on when it talks about there are no, um, no leaders, no leaders. Uh, we're all just, uh, I used to hear someone say on the meeting, I'm one among the herd. Um, professionally, I was a, a, an elementary school principal and that I didn't realize how much it dominated my personal life until at a, some function, at some family function, um, my sister remarked, "Look, uh, we're not your students. You're not in the classroom. We're not in your. No, we're not one of your students." And I didn't realize what a dominating person I could be. I, it was just part of what I did every day for a number of, for three decades. So this program has really helped me in terms of recognizing that I don't have to be in charge. What a relief. Um, and not just in the meetings, but, but in, you know, in any organization I'm in, it's given me that humility where I can just sit back and go with the flow, see what the group has to say. Um, it is so good that, that we don't get involved in public controversy. I would shudder to think if we were discussing uh, the current political climate it would tear our organization to pieces, and I would die. Overeaters Anonymous is my lifeline. It's the only thing that has saved my life. I have been through a very, uh, very uh, tragic period in my life uh, due to the COVID-19. Uh, I've lost a, a significant number of family members and friends, and and with uh, not being able to go to my face-to-face -face meetings and get the hugs, I know what would have happened if I hadn't been in this program. So I respect the traditions. You know, I'm sad, but I'm also at peace. And it's only because of this wonderful program, you know. So I thank you for letting me share. I'm so happy that we studied the traditions. I need directions. You know, the program has taught me 
my problem centers in my mind. So I really don't know how to how to uh, live life, how to be a part of an organization. But these principles uh, show me how to do that, how not only to be a part of uh, OA, but how to be a part of uh, uh, life, part of the world. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Sheila S., good morning. Hi, this is Sheila S., uh, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in upstate New York. And um, I have so many thoughts going through my mind right now just listening to all the shares and, and the paragraphs, reading the paragraphs. But I, I think I want to focus in on um, gratitude to all of the people uh, who who share on this meeting. Um, who, I think we've got some unmuted... Um, anyway, for all the people who share on this meeting because and, and stick with the traditions, because I think some of them are sort of counter to anything we see anywhere else or anything we've learned and maybe sometimes even human nature, um, you know, to, to establish hierarchies and to um, seek uh, ego-based leadership positions. I think that's just kind of the norm. And for us to have this meeting where we can come and feel safe and feel welcome and and to have a lot of that cleared away so that we can just listen. And and so I'm really grateful for that. And I think it, it takes dedication and it takes the structure of this program um, to make that happen. And I think, you know, early in recovery, I don't even think we're aware of the magic that's behind all of this. I think that's that comes later maybe. Um, also, I was just kind of keen in on uh, common phrase for us, which is attraction rather than promotion. And um, uh, I I just love hearing the shares Um, this morning. I just heard so many people and in their voice, it's not just their words, it's the tone of their voice, it's the joyfulness, it's the energy that I hear. And it continues to be attraction rather than promotion. And it's infinitely more effective than if somebody uh, was pushing me or trying to sell me on something. And, and I know that that's not what happens here. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's just amazing. And I guess I'm just filled with gratitude um, to sit here and think about it and to listen to everybody share. And that's all for me. I pass. Thank you, Sheila S. And now I think it's Eileen B. Could, could you correct me if I'm wrong? Eileen D. It's Eileen D. Good morning, Penny, and thank you for sharing, uh, for letting me share. I think the best part of this paragraph is that it it shows the courage of the founding uh, fathers, and these are men who, and women, back as as we go on, uh, who had power and leadership, and nothing worked, nothing worked, until they banded together and humbly decided that they really needed one another. Um, and I, I feel that way myself, that I couldn't seem to get it until I walked into the rooms of OA many, many years ago. And I remember walking in and thinking, well, how does it work? <laughs> and someone said, keep coming back. It works if you work it. And um, I now realize that without the steps of tradition, I would have tried to fix it. I would have <laughs> tried to be in charge. But that's not what we're about. And that's not what I'm about. It's about uh, humbly following the path and working on the spiritual principles. 
Um, and so I'm very grateful to be able to share, and thank you for service. I pass. Thank you, Eileen. And now Richard S. Good morning, Richard. Richard, we can't hear yeah, you. This is, oh, can so. you hear me now? Certainly can. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, the Richard S. I live in the Philippines. I'm elderly, and I'm here. I uh, anyway, I'm 50 kilograms overweight, uh, and I got diabetes. So, you know, uh, that's why I'm here. Thank you. Oh, okay. Good to have Richard. And so now. Um, we have time for one more three-minute share. Who would like to take that? Freya H. Oh, say your name again. F as in Frank, R-E-Y-A, Freya. Okay, Freya. Is that right? All right, go ahead. Go ahead and share. Okay, thank you. Freya H., Grateful, recovered, compulsive eater, bulimic in Colorado. I'm just inspired by hearing everybody this morning. The two words that kind of stuck out to me in a new way in this paragraph is the word discover and evolve. They, they, these founders discovered the principles and the steps and that the, the principles and the traditions evolved. You know, they didn't, it didn't just fall into their lap. Nobody gave them the rule book. So how grateful I am that I have what is, you know, it's not a rule book because these aren't rules, but I have these guidelines, these suggestions for living my life and interacting with other people. And I'm reflecting on my experience with traditions, and I was really lucky early on to be, to have healthy meetings that studied the traditions and read the traditions. But more importantly, you know, I, I heard the traditions um, read at meetings and discussed, but when I, what I, how I really learned about them was when I saw them put into action, when I saw people actually practicing um, following them. You know, I saw a rotation of service. I got to witness and participate in group conscience meetings. Um, I, you know, got, I got to see people speaking up when some outside issues were coming in, and that was so incredibly powerful. And, um, and so the traditions have, um, it's, I, it was an easy sell for me. You know, I didn't walk out of any tradition meetings because I saw them working. And the other thought that's coming to mind is how, it, you know, this is not something that I do on my own. It's, you know, as easy, as easy as it would be to just live my life and, you know, listen to this meeting and not interact with anybody. And then none of my character defects would get triggered and it would be so easy. Life is about relationships. Life is, a, is messy. And um, and when I apply these traditions, I can, you know, I, I have a way to get through it. So um, honestly, the, what's coming to mind is, is to get involved in service, to be a part of. You know, I need these meetings and I need this, this worldwide fellowship. Um, it's amazing to, you know, to see that this is, this is such a big thing across the world. And, um, and I just feel grateful and honored that I have an opportunity to get involved in my local meetings um, and that and my, my local service boards and that when, when my local service board needs support, we reach out to our region or our world service and, um, and just knowing that I'm part of something bigger is um, incredibly gratifying. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. 
Thank you, Fia H. And Fia will be our last share for today. Thank you, everybody who shared, everyone who um, helped with presenting this meeting today. So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing of this hour. The share ID for today, the uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 14,998-14998. We'll now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Barbara E., would you read that selection on page 164? I would be honored to. This is Barbara E. in the State of Confusion, better known as Rainy, New Jersey. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.